Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. For Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Football, you say? Absolutely. It's August. Finally? Or suddenly? I don't know. I think both. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's August 1st, and that's when we always start rolling. So here we go. We got all sorts of Big Sky coverage. Football talk for you. We got some more word association around the Big Sky specifically the bottom half of the league. We also have some blindside Big Sky Conference action. We got a couple incoming Big Sky Conference recruits. We got our Treasure State Stars, and we got plenty of NFL talk as well. Quick and dirty, pretty easy, pretty much all football all the time. All nuanas now today. So thanks so much for hanging out with us here uh, on your Tuesday. Hudson Weens of Bozeman High School is the latest Montana State commit. He'll join us at 4.30. Brooks Davis, a receiver from Southern California. He's the latest Grizz commit. He'll join us at 5.30, and uh, we'll fill in the blanks all the way around that. If you want to stream the show, you always can, 1029ESPN.com or on the ESPN MT app. You can always also, of course, listen on your radio dial, which you already know if you're doing it, 102.9 FM around Western Montana. You can always uh, watch us on television on uh, channel 199, SWX Montana Television, and we do this every day from 4 to 6 p.m. So appreciate you whenever you spend time uh, with us. Before we get into Big Sky uh, Conference Word Association for Big Sky Conference football, by the way, if you want to be a part of the show, love all the questions we've been getting and keep them coming in, 406-888-1029. That's 888 You can text that anytime, questions, comments, 
any sort of feedback, any sort of contribution to the conversation. And uh, also remember that, 888-1029. About 45 minutes from now, got some free Taglieri Deli for you. It's Tag Tuesday presented by Taglieri. So that's coming up uh, here later on in hour number one as well. 888-1029, your number to text in or to call in and win. Couple things to get to before we get to Big Sky Conference football talk. First of all, uh, the most absolute recent recruiting news in the state of Montana. This is actually interesting. I think that just because of the, the the specifics and the broad optics of this, this is going to send some shockwaves through the the football fan bases in Montana. Henry Sellers is one of the top prospects in the state. We did our top uh, prospects in Montana. Uh, I, I don't know, maybe a week or two ago, and I thought that there's like five or six guys that are surefire, you know, Division One type guys. Quinn Clark being the leader of the group, and he's headed to Nebraska. But I also thought Henry Sellers is one of them. He's an offensive lineman up there at Kalispell Glacier, uh, about to embark on his senior year. Glacier is certainly a team with a lot of hype behind it. The first uh, Treasure State media poll is out for high school football, and Kalispell Glacier is the number one team in Class AA headed into this season. But Henry Sillards is getting recruited by a lot of schools. Today, he committed to North Dakota State. That's not Montana. That's not Montana State. It's, uh, I was trying to think. I don't really know if there's really been any Montana prospects that have gone the NDSU way. I know there's been a few that have gotten recruited, but can't really think of any off the top of my head that have landed with the Bison but the Bison into Montana and, more importantly, into the Flathead, which is a heck of a long ways away from Fargo. I- I'm interested to learn the details about this. Sellers was recruited by both Montana and Montana State, but the Bison went out. It's just fascinating because I've actually never understood why North Dakota and North Dakota State didn't come into Montana and recruit more. If you know that there's... You know, in any given year, 15 to 25 Big Sky Conference-level guys that are going to go to the Montana schools if they're not recruited by anybody else. Most of them are going to recruit Montana and Montana State. Sure. Do you want to, you know, quote-unquote, waste resources to get into the Treasure State and recruit if you're NDSU? Some might say it's a waste of resources. You might only bat about, I don't know, what, what are you going to get, 5% of guys to maybe give you a shot? But what if you got 5% of guys? I just think it's an interesting deal, and I always wondered why... UND and NDSU didn't recruit in Montana harder. But now, a kid from Kalispell, Montana, Henry Sellers of Glacier High School, uh, going to NDSU. The quick and dirty of this, I don't know the details of how NDSU found Sellers. I don't know if there was a camp connection or if he has a family connection or what that whole connection is. I do know that Sellers had offers for both the Cats and the Grizz. I do know, I don't know about the Montana State side of things, but I do know definitively that the NDSU offer to Sellers was more in terms of financial compensation than the Montana offer. A higher percentage of scholarship the Bison were offering him. And that's interesting, too, since it's an out-of-state deal at NDSU and uh, an in-state deal uh, at Montana. But I digress. Andrew, what did you think? What was your reaction to this? Uh, I guess it just seems sort of strange to me, uh, just off the top, that uh, NDSU hasn't really come into Montana and recruited more. Uh, but then Dooley, usually we're just so accustomed to seeing the top prospects in the state of Montana, especially from Glacier High School, just go to the Grizz or the Cats. 
Well, I think it affirms his status as one of the top guys in the state for, for this sure. recruiting cycle. I mean, that's a that's a great opportunity for Henry Sellers coming out of there at, at from Kalispell Glacier. Uh, it says something that North Dakota State, which has been churning out pro-level offensive linemen for years, sees something in this kid. They want to get him in their program. And that's the whole thing with me with Montana. If we know that North Dakota State offered Henry Sellers more aid than Montana did, why? There's, you know, you throw your hands up. Exactly. You might say, okay, Montana's seen him more, so they actually have a better evaluation, so maybe North Dakota State's the one that's reaching here. But on the other hand, you could say, well, who has a more tried-and-true formula for developing six-foot-five offensive linemen than North Dakota State? The answer is no one in pretty much all of college football. Yeah, that's exactly right, and it's just um, we'll see if it's the start of a trend, right? Because I agree with you. North Dakota State and South Dakota State both have a, a pretty good selling pitch, Right for kids over here in Montana, uh, you know the lifestyle is not going to be too different over there in in Fargo or in Brookings, and they can sell. You know we're the two best FCS programs at developing pro level talent. Yep. I think they've overtaken Montana and Montana State certainly in that arena, and they can also point to you know we are going to be in the semifinals every year, and you have for a sure. damn good chance to win a national championship. If you come over here. So I'm with you in that I'm a little bit puzzled uh, that the Bison in particular haven't been over here a little bit more. And I'm curious to see now uh, if that'll continue, if there will be a a trickle of kids from the Treasure State one or two a year choosing to head east to the Dakotas. I I also think this is indicative of of the growth in Montana and sort of the elevated exposure of Montana. Make no mistake, it's still a sort of... uh, Outpost, but it's not nearly as much of an outpost as it once was. And you can see the recruiting game, even even just incrementally, it's growing in Montana. For a really long time, it was pretty much uh, impossible to have a star rating of any sort as a prospect in a Montana high school. Then some of the, the top, top, top guys, like let's say the top three to six guys in the state would just get a sort of Uh, a two-star rating as sort of a pleasantry every once in a while. And this is just during the, you know, the recruiting era, which has only been over the last, I don't know, 12 to 15 years since the true rise of the internet. But every once in a blue moon, you'd get a guy like Jesse Sims who would go to a camp uh, like he did when he went to the the camp at Oregon State or Nebraska, get a big time offer. And then all of a sudden you get a a three-star rating. Now though, there's more exposure in Montana. There's multiple three-star recruits in Montana right now. Quinn Clark's a great prospect. Hudson Weens, who's from Bozeman High School, who's coming on the show here in about 20 minutes, he's also a great prospect. He's a three-star guy. Are these guys the best prospects to ever come out of Montana? By rating, they are, but it's just circumstantial. If somehow Montana would have had some momentum in the recruiting game, even just like seven or eight years ago, Troy Anderson is a four-star recruit. There is just no question about it. There just wasn't any stuff going on. I don't know. I think it's just indicative of sort of the exposure that's that's being garnered in Montana. It's not just in football. You see it sort of across the board. Look at how many D1 girls basketball players there are in the state right now as well. It's starting to change for sure, and and you're right. It's it's on a different scale than those guys were, you know, five years ago. Just because the the exposure has changed. Uh, yeah, another guy, Rocky Lencioni from out of Bozeman, just picked up a, a three star rating from from two four seven Sports. So uh, we're we're seeing it across the state, and that probably feels 
at least to us guys who who have been in Montana, probably more accurate it, to where these guys should be valued. It's definitely more accurate, but also there's a there is a very distinct tie there too. What does all three of those guys we just named have in common? They all live in Bozeman, Montana. That's part of it as well. There's several factors that go into why guys are getting rated a little bit higher in, in, in Bozeman than anywhere else. First, I think it has to do with the fact that there's multiple world-class training facilities in Bozeman, including the pit, which Dane Fletcher, who's a Montana Football Hall of Famer and uh, you know Montana State Hall of Famer, a guy that was an all-big sky talent and then played in the NFL for six years, started in a Super Bowl for the New England Patriots. He's been running this training facility, the pit there in Bozeman, but he does a great job of hosting high school combines and like spark training and stuff like that. That's why there's been this proliferation of rated kids all along the West Coast because everybody goes to a camp where you're guaranteed to leave with a rating from the camp. Now there's camps like that going on in Bozeman. I also think there's an element there where uh, the the socioeconomic uh, landscape in Bozeman, a lot more affluent families, which I think then just provides better opportunities. I'm not saying you have to be from an affluent family to get a Division One scholarship. By, by no means do you. And in fact, uh, I, I would actually argue there's a lot of factors that go into it where, where maybe a disadvantaged background would be more advantageous to you. But one of the biggest challenges for Montana kids to get exposure is being able to go to camps outside of the state. I just think that just broadly, there's just more opportunities there for kids uh, from Bozeman just because of the sort of uh, economic situation that's going on there uh, in the Gallatin Valley. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I was uh, feverishly reorganizing my desk in preparation for football season. This is something I have not done for years. <laughs> I have a beautiful desk. I've used it basically as a table for my clothes and my fan for a long time. Now I have it in a different spot and I'm dead set on using it. So I was getting my space all made up, but this was a, you know, hours long project. So I was not really paying attention to anything besides listening to this great book on tape I've been uh, uh, absorbing. But it's pretty late at night and I get a couple texts from our guy, Andrew Houghton. Uh, and uh, he's talking Women's World Cup, and I had no idea that this was even going on. So uh, I'm completely in the dark on this. Give us the update. You, you were te- sending me texts uh, last night. What's what's the scoop? What's going on? Where are we at? Uh, well, I stayed up until uh, 1 a.m. to get the kickoff of the U.S. Women's World Cup game, uh, I guess, early this morning. Uh, and it kept me up until about 3 a.m. And that was... <laughs> nice. Uh, a, a tough decision, Coulter. Not only is that kind of stuff getting harder as I get older here, <laughs> uh, not a good performance from the U.S. Women's National Team uh, early They're this morning. Drawing Por- Portugal, is that right? Scoreless draw with Portugal. It was good enough for the U.S. to get out of the group, so they are moving on. That was their final group game of three. Yeah. They are moving on. They finished second in the group to the Netherlands. But only one win, and it was against a Vietnam squad that was... I mean, that they were favored to beat uh, almost almost exclusively, right? And that the Netherlands put up a full touchdown plus the extra point oh, on last man. night. Oh, man. And seven the United, to nothing. The United States beat them three to zero? Three to right? nothing, yep. Wow, okay. So a little bit of context there, uh, and, and they really did not look good. I mean, Portugal is a, is a young, up-and-coming team. Not really a team that should be competing 
with the number one ranked team in the world in the U.S. women. Uh, and not only were they competing, they looked like the better team for most of the game. They had the best chance in the game. They hit the post in the 91st minute, which uh, would have knocked the U.S. out of the World Cup in the group stage for the first time ever if that if that ball had gone in. Um they did not look good. There are a number of reasons potentially why, but uh, a, a real nail-biting game last night for the U.S. women's national team, and they're at a point right now where I don't think they're the favorite going into the knockout rounds. That would be a well. First of all, the most the most crazy upset of this tournament has been averted. That would have been if the United States didn't even make it out of the group stage. But uh, not being a favorite going into the knockout stage, interesting. Hold this because we'll come back to this uh, in hour number two. Coming up in about six weeks, Home Resource is hosting their annual, their 19th annual, in fact, on September 16th, SpawnCon. It's spontaneous construction. It's designed to inspire a culture of reuse with free, engaging community activity. SpawnCon has been an annual Missoula tradition. Teams have seven hours to build the most masterful, functional, creative piece they can dream of using only materials found at the Home Resource Reuse Store. So if you're handy, or even if you're not, you just want to have some fun, basically there's all this recycled, reusable home uh, sort of anything, any sort of material that you'd use in construction for your home. And you go there with a team of between one and five people, and you build whatever you want. We built this sweet phonograph record player thing a couple weeks or a couple years ago uh, through Missoula Broadcasting. But no matter what, it's a really fun event. And what a great place in Missoula, the Home Resource uh, Reuse Store. You want to find out more about SpawnCon? Visit homeresource.org backslash SpawnCon. Or you can just visit in person at the Home Resource Reuse Store, 1515 Wyoming Street. We were doing word association with the Big Sky Conference, and we basically just did the top half of the league. <laughs> I don't know. We should have mixed and matched so it wasn't just completely linear in order. Uh, but we did this a couple weeks ago here on Nuanas now, myself, Andrew Houghton. And uh, so we, we did word association for the Cats and the Grizz, for Idaho, for Weber State, for Sacramento State, and for UC Davis. Probably not coincidentally, those were the top six teams in our preseason poll, and we think that those are the six teams that have the most valid uh, or maybe even only chance to make it to the FCS playoffs uh, in the fall. So here's the other part of the league. Here's the uh, and, and the first one we'll get to is Eastern Washington, and this is sort of a, an extension of our conversation from yesterday. I got Eastern Washington. My, my word is 86th, like kicked out of the group. I don't think they're necessarily kicked out of the bar yet, and uh, I, I do think there's there are scenarios, maybe a couple scenarios, in which Eastern sort of butts their way back into uh, the who's who of the Big Sky Conference. But at this exact moment, it, it's pretty crazy to analyze because I'd say from 2008 to 2018, that span, Eastern Washington was the best team in the Big Sky Conference, all told. They have the league's only national championship in the last 22 years uh, when they won it in 2010. They went to the semifinals of the FCS playoffs five times between 2008 and 2016. And uh, they had two different runs of the national championship game, one that resulted in a national championship, another that resulted in a loss uh, to NDSU. But since then, 
Uh, it's been a little bit tougher. Last year was sort of a, a low water mark for Eastern Washington. If they're like that again this year, I think you, you sound all the alarms. But my word for right now for Eastern Washington is 86 because I think that right now they're on the outside looking in. What do you got? I took sort of a, a similar tack here. I, I think the phrase for them is, is fall from glory this year. And it's it's interesting because they haven't fallen to the bottom of the conference. I think they've just sort of fallen into irrelevance this year, which is almost worse. Uh, as you mentioned, Eastern Washington has been the pace setter in the Big Sky Conference for a long time. Uh, they, they did it with sort of a, a signature style. For sure. Now these last couple of years, I just last year really drove it home for me because they didn't have Eric Barrier anymore. Yep, and he right now is looking like the last in that long line of great Eastern Washington quarterbacks. Yep, I think I think that's the most concerning part. Right, is that when you're talking about replacing, how do you replace Eric Meyer? Well, you got Matt Nichols waiting in the wings. How do you replace Matt Nichols? Well, Bo Levi Mitchell's up next. Then you got this kid Vernon Adams. I remember being at the the. Uh, National, or I remember talking to Bo Baldwin before he left Eastern Washington. This was probably circa 2015 or 16. Vernon Adams was just getting done with his career at Eastern, about to transfer to Oregon. And Baldwin told me, he's like, I got this young quarterback who's got more juice than anybody I've ever had. And I was like, man, that's a bold statement saying somebody's got more juice than Vernon Adams. And that kid was Eric Berrier. I remember seeing Bo Baldwin then on the sideline at the national championship game in 2019. And he came up to me. He's like, what did I tell you? He's like, I told you that Barry has got more juice than anybody. And I was like, well, you were right. Cause as soon as Eric Barry took over that team completely took off and they went undefeated all the way down the stretch to the national championship game, that playoff run for all the great quarterbacks. The Easterns had that playoff run Barry had when he was a sophomore might be the, the best hot streak. Any Eastern quarterbacks had It's, it's either, Barry going to the national championship or Bo Levi Mitchell winning the national championship. That said, though, you always knew who was next in line. Then yesterday, or last season, excuse me, it was kind of a tepid, is Gunnar Talkington the next guy? And now it's like, does Eastern have anybody that is the next guy? That's a great way of putting it because it's it's so weird that it was even a question last year. And it, Gunnar Talkington wasn't bad last year. I just pulled up. His stats, again, I mean, 22 touchdowns sure. against eight interceptions. He was fine. The issue is is that sort of for things to work at Eastern Washington and the way that things always had worked at Eastern Washington, you had a guy who was no question the best in the league. Like you said, instant eye test with Eric Berrier, right? right. You look at him play a quarter or a half of football, and you're like, oh, that guy's the best guy in the league. That's been what they've had, and so, um, you know, being just fine at quarterback wasn't enough for them last year uh, because the defense continued to have issues, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now can they get back to that level? In the system, I mean, 22 touchdowns, 8 picks is fine. If you're playing at Montana State or Weber, it's outstanding. Yep. In that system, you got to, I mean, I bet you every quarterback at Eastern Washington – preceding Gunnar Talkington that played full seasons in that offense 
through 30 to 35 plus touchdowns. I mean, these guys are throwing for four or five touchdowns every other uh, week. Gunnar uh, Talkington uh, sure. had one game last year where he threw for more than three touchdowns. Uh, that's right. I mean, Barry threw like 40 plus touchdowns multiple years in a row. I mean, Gage Gruber threw 50 something touchdowns uh, his senior, or I guess his, his last year at Eastern before he transferred uh, to Washington State. But uh, we digress. Uh, Big Sky Word Association here on Nuanas. Now we can just bust out the rest of these so this exercise can be done. We got Hudson Weens of Bozeman High School joining us here in about 10 minutes. He's a three-star recruit out of Bozeman High School and uh, committed to Montana State. Portland State, my word, my phrase is cast away without a care because they are a, they're just floating along in the, the raft out in the middle of the ocean and they're not panicking at all. And I think that's because of their leader. I have no idea what the uh, future of Portland State football is. I have no idea uh how they sort of grasp an identity. They don't even have a stadium. They have to play schools you've never heard of to get a non-conference home game after getting drilled by two FBSs. It seems like this rinse and repeat, yet here we are, and Bruce Barnum's going into year nine, and Portland State's never the worst in the league, and uh, you know I don't really think that he's feeling all that much pressure. Seems like he still thinks he's playing with house money, even though there is so much uncertainty around him. Yeah, is this the year the fun stops for Portland State? I I don't think it is, but that's keep, my phrase we for them. We keep saying that, but you know that's the thing that's crazy. They're just going to be like a four and seven team. Yeah, they're but, not going to be one of the worst three teams in the league. But they're good enough that if you you know if you screw around and don't play well, you could lose. I mean, the 2018 Grizz. I mean, that Portland State team was not that good, and they came into Missoula. And Dalton Snead couldn't complete a pass in the first half, and Portland State walks off with a, you know, they walk out of here with a walk-off 22-20 to victory. So, uh, I don't know. I think that Bardum is always going to win a game he's probably not supposed to. They're going to be competitive in most games, and they're not going to be the bottom tier of the league. So, I don't really know. I mean, uh, maybe this is just what Portland State football is. Yeah, I will say they've lost a lot of uh, talent from last year. I mean, not having a guy like Anthony Adams around on defense. For sure. For sure. And I, I think Dante Shashra is going to take a step up at quarterback, but there is a world this year where he doesn't, and the talent on the team isn't to the level it was in the last couple of years. Yep. Uh, we're Association Northern Arizona. The chair is on fire because I think that NAU has implemented a lot of stuff off the field, their new athletic complex, the facilities that they've built, the money that they've invested. And Chris Ball came in as a well-respected and uh, pretty well-regarded coach who had a, a bunch of Power 5 experience. He recruited really well. They showed flashes his first couple of years. R.J. Martinez looked like the heir apparent to be the next best quarterback in the league. And they haven't really produced anything. No winning records under Chris Ball. R.J. Martinez is now at Baylor. Kevin Daniels entered the transfer portal. More than anything, they just seem to lack an identity. I don't even really know how to describe what NAU's trying to do other than be among the big sky's best, but they're so far away from that. It, they're just so anonymous right now. So my, I, my phrase is just chair on fire. I think that's getting hot there for Chris Ball. Yeah, the Martinez-Daniels team was sort of their best chance to establish an identity, right? Because right? you could have built around those guys for the next two, three years, yep. right? And and just said, here's our identity. We've got two of the best players at the skill position in the league. We're going to outscore you and then build a defense up around, up around for sure. you know, whoever else we can get. For me, I think NAU's the most irrelevant team in the league this year. Everybody else has got something going on. 
I just I'm I'm struggling to to have any deep analysis of Northern Arizona because I think they just kind of are going to be what they are. I think they're going to be better than the bottom three teams, but they're not as interesting as those teams this For year. Sure. Uh, and I think maybe when we when we look back at it, I think I think we might be saying this time next year that that NAU kept Chris Ball for a year too long because I think that. Everything that you said, I think it's set up well for somebody to go in there and have success right off the bat. If Chris Ball is out this year, I think I wouldn't be surprised to see if they make the right hire, things start clicking there really really quickly. It's just so tough to understand how they have a defensive head coach, yet their defense lacks any sort of I, mean, I keep going back to identity, but that's it. Like, they don't have any sort of thing that they hang their hat on or, or any sort of personnel. They've had a couple okay players, pretty good players. I think Morgan Vest last year was was a, was a really good player. But that's the thing that I, I would be concerned about is they had these guys, as Andrew said, that they could have built their identity around. Those guys left. And across the board, otherwise... The talent level just wasn't what it was when Jerome Sowers and Andy Thompson were there. NAU was in this uh, spot where they were usually an above 500 team who, when they'd have good years, they'd make the playoffs. And they made the playoffs five times in 22 years under Jerome Sowers. That's better than everybody that's not an elite team in the league and uh, still playing chase to a lot of the elite teams in the league. So what do you want to be? I mean, they have a good offensive staff. Aaron Flugrad, Robin Flugrad are on the staff there at NAU. They've had good skill players. You can get good skill players there. They play inside. They play in a dome. But they have a defensive head coach. But they're not really an offensive team or a defensive team. It's uh, it's sort of strange how anonymous uh, Northern Arizona has become. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. We got a recruiting update coming up for you. One of the top recruits in the state of Montana. He's a Bozeman High School product. And he's headed just up the road to Montana State. Hudson Weens, a three-star defensive tackle, joins us next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. This is Nuanas Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio, Missoula. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. So Tuesday, so that means it's a Tag Tuesday. That's coming up here in about 15 minutes. We got a free $25 gift card for you to Tagliari Deli. So stay tuned for that. Crazy to think, though, that football season is upon us. Fall camp for Montana State opens on Thursday. Fall camp for the Grizz opens Friday, technically, but then their first practice is actually Monday because they have this three-day weekend-long install before they actually hit the the practice field. And then high school uh, fall camps Roll around in, in less than two weeks. So it is here. And uh, while uh, football is fast approaching, the recruiting game is going crazy right now as well. Uh, we're joined now by one of the top recruits in the state of Montana. He's a Bozeman High senior to be, and he's staying in town to go to the Montana State Bobcats. It's Hudson Weens. Hudson, thanks so much for joining us, man. How you doing? Hey, thank you for having me. Am I saying this right, Weens? Do I have this correct? Yeah, Hudson Weens. Yeah, that's right. Okay, good. Just making sure, as somebody that's had my uh, last name mispronounced many a times, I wanted to just uh, make sure I got it right. So, uh, first of all, man, just let's just start with the here and now. 
You got your senior year coming up. You got fall camp opening up uh, pretty quick. Bozeman High definitely going to be one of the top teams in the state of Montana. So uh, how's the summer been? How's the preparation for your final high school football season got? Oh, it's been good. You know, we've been in the weight room a lot, me and the team, me and the guys. We're all in there working hard, working our butts off and having a good time and getting ready for the season. We'll get back to the high school part of this, but the other part of the news is that you uh, recently, just earlier this summer, made your college decision, and you're going to stay home there uh, in Bozeman and play at Montana State. So just take us through uh, the recruitment. I mean, uh, obviously easy for the Cats to land on your radar since they're, you know, only a couple blocks away from Bozeman High School, but just take us through the recruiting process. Well, it came down to kind of where I felt most at home, and it was, and with all the coaches and everything, it came down to the coaching staff and what the facilities have to offer. And I felt like Bozeman High welcomed me the most out of all the colleges I toured. And I think the, the, what they're going, what's going on there is great right now. And the staff that they have is amazing. And they just they have, they have everything going in the right direction right now. Getting a chance to sort of have a front row seat to it, how much of that influenced it? I mean, you, you probably know as much about Montana State football as any of the other recruits in the state just being uh, so close by. So, I mean, how, do, how much did just that play into your comfortability with the program? It, it played in quite a bit, but I was I was open to other schools, but I, and now I'm not. I'm completely closed and 100% committed to Montana State. Who else was uh, recruiting you? Uh, Coach... Uh, Sean Howe and Coach Bobby Daly and Coach John Baptiste. All great guys. Uh, we love those guys having them on the show. Hudson Weens joining us, a Bozeman High School senior to be uh, here on Nuwana's now recent commitment uh, to the Montana State Bobcats. Uh, what other uh, programs were recruiting you? Who, who else did you have offers from? Uh, I had offers from NAU, the Grizz, uh, Columbia, Tech, and Montana State. Well, very cool. Uh, the Northern Arizona one's interesting because NAU doesn't recruit that often up in Montana. How did that one come about? I just went down on a like a business trip with my dad, and they invited me up to visit NAU, and so we did, and they offered me there. Well, very cool. Uh, Flagstaff, one of my favorite places, but so is Bozeman. So you're, you're lucky to to stay yeah. uh, in your hometown. So uh, you mentioned those defensive yeah, co- you, you mentioned those defensive coaches that uh, they've been recruiting you. What other sort of things do you like about the program? What, what do you think of Coach Vegan and the job he's done these first couple of years? I think Coach Vegan has done a great job with what he's done to the program and carried on Choate's kind of kind of winning style, and it's great what he did with the program. I think he's a great coach. And the the program you're coming out of, uh, incredibly strong one, semifinalist again a year ago, but also one that's so great at producing Division One prospects. And I know a lot of those are playing right now for the Cats. So uh, what about the Bozeman High program has prepared you and gotten you ready for the Division One level? Coach Wesley is a great coach. I think he's a great coach. He coached me in every way, mentally, physically, and technique-wise. And he's just... A great coach. He knows what he's doing out there, and he knows how to coach players to play ball at the next level. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, statewide television, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Hudson Weens joining us. He's a Bozeman High senior, uh, about to embark on his senior season there uh, with the Hawks. How about just Montana State in general? What do you think of the school? Do you have any idea what you want to do academically? What about just uh, all the stuff outside of football? I think it's a great school. I mean, it's in my hometown, and I love I love Bozeman. There's so much to do in the outdoors there, and I love being in the outdoors hunting and fishing. So, 
And then probably going to go into business finance along that lines. Still debating on business finance. A great business school there at Montana State uh, as well. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about this upcoming season. Then you guys uh, were were one of the best teams in the state a year ago and uh, uh, came all the way down to the wire and, and uh, made a great playoff run. So, uh, what are the expectations for the Hawks this year? And, and how do you guys get over the top and uh, get back to that state championship? Uh, we just put our head down and work. We stay with each other. We don't really listen to the outside world. We stick with each other and play with play for each other in that brotherhood that we have. The other thing I think is so cool is that there's uh, actually a, an inner city rivalry now in Bozeman with the rise of Gallatin High, and, and they've become very competitive and good as well. So what do you think of just the existence of the Raptors? What do you think of having an in-city rival? I, I think it's a great thing for the town and the community and brings us all together for those Friday night games that we play each other. I mean, they're a great program. They've done good things in the few years they've gotten started, so... It's been impressive to watch them build as well, and uh, certainly a testament to all the talent that resides there uh, in the Gallatin Valley. Hudson Weeds joining us here on Nuanas Now. He's a six foot three, two hundred and sixty pound defensive tackle, who is a three star recruit and recently committed uh, to Montana State. Uh, last couple things for you, man. Um, first of all, have you talked to any of the uh, the old Bozeman High guys that are on the team? And if so, what do they let you know about the program? Oh, they they only have great things to say about it. I mean, Kenny Iden, me and him have gotten pretty close. And obviously Luke Smith and Everett and Ryan Lonegren and all those guys. And the Perkins, all those guys. They all only have said good, great things about it. Yeah, a lot of former Bozeman Hawks uh, playing right now uh, for Montana State. Uh, last thing for you, then, when you made this decision, what did it feel like, and and does it give you a sense of relief going into your senior year? What do you think about making this before your senior year? How does that help you focus? It just, it just gets your mind off where you're going for the next four or five years of your life. You just have it already made up and focus on having fun and playing hard with your uh, teammates that you've been with for so long. Well, awesome, man. We appreciate it. I uh, don't think it'll be the last time that we talk, but best of luck with everything. I know these next couple weeks are going to be busy and challenging, but also the time of your life, man. So enjoy it while it lasts, and yeah. uh, congratulations on your commitment, man. Yeah, thank you, sir. There you go. Hudson Weens, Bozeman High School senior to be, one of the top recruits in the state of Montana, and uh, a Bozeman High uh, guy that's staying in town, staying in Bozeman to head to uh, Montana State. More recruiting coming up. Brooks Davis, who's a three-star recruit out of California, a wide receiver who's coming to the Grizzlies. He's coming up in about, I don't know, 50 minutes. But first, we got free sandwiches. Tag Tuesday. Next. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. The lead singer of this band... The 1975. I actually don't even know his name. I I, lo- I like the 1975. They're sweet. We play him on the trail, 103.3. And Montana's quality rock all the time. But the lead singer was dating Taylor Swift. He's not dating Taylor Swift anymore. And man, did he dodge a bullet. I, I know a lot of people are saying, what are you talking about? I think every guy would love to date some Taylor Swift. But here's the problem. If you get enraptured and then she falls in love or uh, one side falls in love and then uh, you you get kicked to the curb, then you get a whole album or maybe two written about you. (laughs) That's less than ideal. Although the perks uh, at the height of it would be pretty darn good considering she's uh, 
I don't know, arguably the most famous person on the earth right now. I digress. I'm glad for the future of the 1975 that that was a uh, quick and swift and now over relationship. What has Carolyn done to me? She's got me thinking about celebrity relationships. I just want to listen to the music. How about some sandwiches? <laughs> it's Tag Larry Tuesday, presented by Tag Deli here in Missoula. Tag's got two locations, one in the Sawmill District, right below the Cognizant uh, building on Wyoming Street, and then the OG location there on the corner of Beckwith and uh, Higgins. Uh, you can get your orders to go order online and tune into Nuanas Now every Tuesday for your chance to win free Tag Larry Deli, including right now. You want 25 bucks to tag? Triple eight one zero two nine. That's eight 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 one zero two nine. Call number four. We have a twenty five dollar gift card for you to Tagliari Delicatessen. Two locations here uh, in the city of Missoula. Time for our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Treasure State Star number one. What a great name for a golfer, and what a finish to the women's. Uh, the Montana Women's State Amateur Golf Tournament. Lauren Greeny, <laughs> classic. She was the champion, and uh, it took a lot of drama to get there. Greeny, who's going to be a sophomore at Montana State, she had a seven-stroke lead going into the third and final day of the tournament. Then that lead completely evaporated, and she found herself down on the back nine. She was able to pull it together a little bit and went to a playoff. Then on the first playoff hole... She ropes her drive onto the complete other fairway of a different hole. But then she steps up and hits a 215-yard four iron dead right at it. Eight feet, sticks it, and rolls in a uh, short eagle putt to win in walk-off fashion. Pretty cool way to win a golf tournament, uh, especially when it's the state am and you're only a sophomore in college. So congratulations to Lauren Greeny, your Montana women's state am champion. Thursday start number two. How about the conglomeration of the Boulder Arrowhead Big Sky All-Star Softball team? This squad, a U-12 team, they made it all the way to the regional finals for the second year in a row. They were one step away from the Little League World Series, and they fell just short. They lost to Oregon in the regional final, uh, but still a great run, and you have to expect that that, uh, that program, they got it figured out a little bit. They've made runs several times recently, including the last two years, so maybe they kick down the door here uh, pretty soon. Charter State star number three, how about the entire Belgrade Bandits baseball team? The American Legion Class A championship wrapped up over the weekend. Belgrade uh, beat Laurel 4-2 to in the championship game. And Belgrade's had a, a proud program with a lot of winning tradition. They'd never won a state championship, though. So the first ever American Legion state title for the Belgrade Bandits. So congratulations to them. Cheddar State star number five, there's four coaches from the Montana Coaches Association that were inducted into the uh, the MCA Hall of Fame. Those four coaches, Lon Carter, Ed McDamee, Steve Comack, and Derek Schultz. Lon Carter has coached for over 60 years, including 50 at Helena Capital. He has coached basketball, football, track and field, and he's led the state, state uh, the strength and conditioning program, excuse me, for the better part of two decades. In his 21 years and counting as the head track coach, Lon Carter has guided Helena Capital to 10 state trophies, and uh, he just added another state uh, coach of the year award uh, this last year. 
Ed McNamee has spent the last 20 years as the head swimming coach for both Great Falls High and Great Falls CMR. In his time with those teams, he's won 28 state trophies and has been named a finalist uh, for the National Swimming Coach of the Year on three separate occasions. Steve Komack has uh, been a coach for 29 years after getting his start in Browning and then moving to Great Falls High. He led the Bison to three state wrestling championships and coached 39 individual state wrestling champions. The last four years, uh, Steve Komack has been at the University of Providence. And uh, then the final inductee is Derek Schultz. He's been at Whitefish for 27 years. He's led the Bulldogs track teams to a combined nine state titles, and he was named the uh, National High School uh, Boys Track and Field Coach of the Year in 2017. Schultz retired after winning the state title with his girls team in 2019. So uh, several men that have been uh, pivotal parts of the high school coaching landscape, high school athletics landscape uh, in the state of Montana. It's our Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union is a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Our final Treasure State Star for the week, this is actually us burying the lead because this is actually uh, notable but also interesting news. Robbie Houck, who was a multiple-time All-American at the University of Montana, finished his career as the all-time leading tackler in both Grizz and Big Sky Conference history and notably is the son of Montana head coach Bobby Houck. Robbie uh, initially had uh, a sort of recruiting assistant job at San Diego State. But today it was announced that Robbie Houck has been hired as the Nickelbacks coach at Portland State. So a Houck going to work for a Barnum. How about that? Uh, Houck will also be, Robbie Houck, that is, will also be a special teams assistant. So, um... Interesting to say the least, you're going to have a uh, young, young and up-and-coming coach coaching in the same league as his dad, but on the opposite sideline. So when the uh, Grizz go out to Portland State, that's going to be pretty interesting. It's no secret that Bobby Houck and Bruce Barnum are, uh, at the very least, professional acquaintances, but I would say certainly, I, I, I would say that they are friends. They certainly jab at each other uh, quite a bit, but also have a great deal of mutual respect for each other. Cooper Barnum who's Bruce Barnum's son, he plays for Bobby Houck. Now, Robbie Houck, Bobby Houck's son, plays for Bruce Barnum. Uh, pretty interesting, uh, to say the least, but uh, we'll see what sort of impact this has. It's also interesting because Portland State has made four different coaching hires in the last week, and this is with fall camp right around the corner. I don't know if they just didn't release these till now or if, if these hires are being made right now. If they're being made right now, that's pretty tough. It's pretty tough to... To get stuff going, maybe they can, maybe they can't. I don't really know. But but first, uh, Andrew, what did you think of of Robbie Houck landing at uh, at Portland State? Oh, the symmetry is interesting, as you pointed out, uh, with Cooper Barnum on the roster here at Montana, and now Robbie Houck uh, going to work for Bruce Barnum at Portland State. Seems like a great step up for uh, for Robbie, and it seems you know we watched him get a job at San Diego State right after his playing career finished. It seems like this is something that he wants to do. It seems like he's he's all in on sort of following in the family profession. Uh, so so good for him. Certainly that's worth noting as well. This uh, this actually starts with uh, Robert Houck uh, II. That's Bobby Houck's father. Uh, Robert Sr. was uh, a great 
administrator and coach forever. He, co- he was, I mean, if you've ever been to the Loyola basketball gym, it's named after Bobby Houck's dad. And uh, he was also the, the coach at Big Timber forever. Tom Houck, who's the uncle of both Bobby and, and Tim Houck, is a great coach as well, both in the high school and college ranks in the state of Montana. And then, of course, Bobby Houck has been a career-long football coach. I mean, ever since he finished his college days at the University of Montana. And then Tim Houck played in the NFL for 13 years and has been a coach on and off ever since for most of the last 20. So there's certainly uh, football in the blood of the Houks, not just as players, but certainly a lot of coaching background. Bruce Barnum said in the Portland State press release, many people I've been around uh, or excuse me, many people who have been around Robbie have told me that his football knowledge is through the roof. He comes from a coaching family with his dad and his uncle. Having him with Parker Henry, who's the new special teams coach at Portland State, is a bonus. And having him work with Colin Fry on the uh, back of the defense is also a bonus. I haven't hired a guy fresh out of college since A.C. Patterson in 2015. And A.C. is now our offensive coordinator. I see Robbie being the same caliber as a coach uh, in his future. I know that uh, the the dynamic of Robbie Houck playing for the Grizzlies and how prolific he was as a tackler was both praised and also polarizing for a lot of people around the Grizz fan base. And uh, I, I totally understand a lot of the reasons why. I don't want to necessarily have that conversation as much as the conversation of that second part about Robbie Houck's football acumen from Bruce Barnum. That's not just lip service. That's absolutely true. I told this story on the show before, but I'll tell it again. When I was growing up in Missoula, Montana, when I was like in my teenage years, my parents had uh, seats at Washington Grizzly Stadium uh, a few rows down from where the coaches' wives sit. So that during that time, Bobby Houck was the head coach, and Robbie was just a little kid. And I remember Robbie, when he was just a little kid, being able to explain football and plays and what was going on in pretty crazy detail for somebody that was, you know, he's probably eight or nine years old back then. Maybe not even that. Certainly a, a, a boy a, at in grade school at the uh, at very least. I think you can just tell that being around, uh, you know, football his whole life certainly accelerated that acumen for sure. So that's not just lip service. I do think that Robbie Alk has a, a great football IQ. And uh, I think that it's uh, a pretty tried and true formula when it comes to the Hawks, uh, in terms of them being able to become pretty darn successful uh, college coaches. So uh, could be, probably will be, a good addition to uh, Portland State's staff there. Uh, Bruce Barnum hiring former Grizz, Robbie Houck. So Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. More Big Sky Conference Word Association, some NFL blindside, and the latest recruit for the Montana Grizzlies. A jam-packed hour number two coming at you. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, 
msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 